You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Conversations and Meditations. I'm your host, Virgil Varix. Today is September 1st, 2018. And yeah, let's, let's get into the show. So a little bit of information before we get started. I've started to release uh, show notes for all the previous shows I've been doing. I'm about halfway done. And in the show notes, any books, articles, videos, um, any quotes that I might have used, any definitions that I might have used, I'm putting those up all online. So you can get the information and take it in for yourself and do what you want to do with it, um, whether that's, you know, study it a little bit more or just have it and collect it and just, you know, have something there so you can go back to and kind of get a better understanding of it and see where I came from. So the show notes are up for at least half the shows, half of the 12, um, and then the other half will be up hopefully by the end of uh, this week. Okay. So other than that. That's And that's going to be on www.conversationsandmeditations.com. Uh, again, www.conversationsandmeditations.com is just the show name and .com. All right, cool. So today I kind of want to go over a, you know, an interesting um, phenomenon in our society and an interesting phenomenon that I was, um, you know, part, a part of for a while. And that's being uh, enamored and you know with conspiracy theories. So today's today's show is going to be about um, why I believe conspiracy theories uh, are toxic, um, and why I believe they ultimately don't answer questions. They just create more questions, and you just put yourself in this loop where you're never able to like escape. From either um, – and the thing is like it comes from paranoid thinking a lot of times and it comes from you know distrust of you know big institutions, whether it's corporations or governments. So I just kind of want to go over that today and kind of give you my opinions of it and what do I think about it, at least um, currently. So, you know, conspiracy in general is a secret plan by a group, you know, to do something unlawful or harmful. And that's just you know it's a plot, it's a scheme, and um, there has been you know these plots and schemes throughout history. You know, um, any you know it would happen to, I mean, just the word itself. And I'm not using the word theory after it because there's a difference, and we have to distinguish between the difference of you know an actual conspiracy, like a Gulf of Tonkin incident, like you know um, uh, the conspiracy by uh, Lee Harvey Oswald to kill JFK. You know those things that are you know. 
there's facts behind it, there's evidence behind it. But when it comes to things that are beyond the pale and have no evidence to or, you know, evidence that isn't very strong or evidence that is um, – at first it might sound interesting. But, you know, at the, at the beginning, you don't look into it more and deeper and you're just looking at, you know, the sublevel just to get their confirmation bias going so you can continue down that path. Now, a troubling and, and, and interesting thing that I've come to understand about this is, you know, conspiracy theories for a lot of people – I'm not saying all people, but a lot of people – offer, um, you know, solace and, you know, um, a type of, you know, comfort in a way because it it, it puts um, – it makes, the, you know, the world less chaotic because you can point at the chaos and say, oh, look, this is the chaos that's going on in the world and you can point at one or two different groups or individuals or whatever um, or, or groups of people um, and, you know, just blame that. And say, oh, that's the, that's how I figured out. I figured out what's going on in the world, why it's going on, and the dangers because of X, Y, and Z. Now, there is a lot of understanding, you know, between you know myself and other people in, in the sense that I am sympathetic to people who have questions. I am sympathetic to people who distrust, you know, authority. Um, of course, there's a lot of things that we should be, you know, cognizant of and. Uh, weary of, you know, power, you know, the, the old adage is um, power corrupts and ultimate power corrupts ultimately or absolute power co- corrupts absolutely and uh, by Lord Acton. Um, and that's true. When you have an absorbing amount of power and, you know, you can't be challenged, There, it, it does get to people's heads. It, it does cause issues. It does cause problems. That's not, uh, you know, that's not beyond the pale of, of understanding. But it doesn't mean that all the problems we see in the world are a consequence of, you know, a group or one group or the, you know, people say the Illuminati or people will say any of these things. It's, you know, these aren't, these aren't realistic expectations on society. These aren't realistic expectations on the world. Now, so you know how we usually do things. You know, I I, I described a conspiracy in its definition. Now I kind of want to go into a conspiracy theory. You know, and a conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event situation, you know, that invokes a conspiracy. Anyone involving an illegal or harmful act supposedly carried out by the government or other powerful actors, usually this is done without credible evidence. And, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of uh, a lot of people out there will say to me, like, well, look, there's a lot of things that have happened in the world. There's a lot of things that are going on. And what are your what are your answers what are what happened why did this go on so for instance a very common one that people tend to have and i think you know ultimately when you come and come down to it and break it down it's really abhorrent is uh you know the truth or conspiracy 911 truth or conspiracies now people that have this type of conspiracy or agree with this type of conspiracy are of the of the belief that the government is and this is at least from my experience is of the belief that – and from you know other people out there that have talked about it and I've heard in the past – and of the belief that the government created you know, uh, or you know, committed the attacks on 9-11 to you know, go to war with the Middle East. They, you know, but the thing is, is – OK. So what people saw on 9-11, I was a very young child. I remember being pulled out of art class by my family. Uh, when that happened, I was in I think third grade, if I if I'm not mistaken, and what a lot of people saw that day was just pure evil incarnate. The, the attacks on innocent people was just pure evil incarnate, and when something like that happens, uh, 
people have a hard time believing that there are people in the world that evil. They have – and especially, you know, people that aren't part of their society, you know, somewhere far away that we – you know, many people didn't didn't understand the issues between the West and um, radical Islamists at that time. People didn't understand, you know, the, the years and years of foreign policy mistakes that the, in America did in the past that, you know – made the areas a breeding ground for radicalism throughout the years. So people didn't really understand, you know, the history behind a lot of this stuff. And, you know, people will just go on and say, well, look, you know, this is a chaotic situation. I need to make sense of it. And the only way I can make sense of this is by attributing um, blame on a figure that I know, you know, or I already have a, a belief that isn't good or that does things wrong. Or is you know shady or secretive or any of these any of these things, right? And you know um, the uh, comic writer Alan Moore from Watchmen and uh, many many other great amazing books. He did you know Swamp Thing and Constantine, fantastic work. I recommend everybody check out uh, Alan Moore's books. But one of one of my favorite quotes about conspiracy about conspiracy theories and um, ultimately this is uh, this is. The reality, in my opinion, and the main thing he's, and this is what he said, uh, quote, the main thing that I learned about conspiracy theory is that conspiracy theorists actually believe in a conspiracy because that is more comforting. The truth of the world is that it's chaotic. The truth is there is no Jewish banking conspiracy or gray aliens or 12-foot reptoids from another dimension that are in control. The truth is more frightening. Nobody's in control. The world is rudderless. So what you can take from that is, you know, obviously everything he mentioned there, the types of conspiracies are disgusting and at, at you know, at most you know, uh, racist um, and evil and a lot of those conspiracies are just, you know, science fiction tropes that um, people are having in their minds. Now, look, I'm not denying that there might be, you know, aliens in a distant universe, a distant galaxy far, far away. Of course not. I mean the likelihood of life being in other planets. I mean it's called the Goldilocks region for many different stars. There's many different planets. I mean uh, exoplanets that you know uh, NASA and other organizations have found. So I'm not denying that there are places in the universe that life could be on or life was on. You know like you know seeing a lot of water and things in uh, Mars and they might be finding evidence of bacteria. Who knows? But um, I'm not denying that. But what I'm what I am denying is that aliens actively visited Earth. Um, are watching us, are controlling things around. Um, and, you know, to go to the other thing you mentioned, reptoids is another thing, you know, another dimension. Where is the evidence for all this stuff? None of this stuff has evidence. People will look at Roswell and say things, but there is no hard evidence of this stuff. There is testimony. And the thing about testimony is, you know, people tend to lie. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have figured, figured that out lately, but people tend to lie for attention. People tend to lie for for clicks. People tend to lie for... You know, listens, reviews. I mean, people will people will step all over honesty to 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 you know to get famous. Now, a lot of people believe they might have saw something, but again, seeing something in certain moments isn't necessarily a very very good way of determining that. So, for instance, people going to sleep and having an abduction experience. Now, a lot of these people, you know, doesn't talk don't talk about you know or don't really recognize that there's a lot of things that happen to the body. I could make, you know, and I know I'm jumping from conspiracy theory now from off of that quote, but you know, honestly, there there is a lot of things that people will take into effect and just look at 
and just be like, oh, it has to be a conspiracy. This can't be true. And the thing is like there's people who are just looking for conspiracy theories. They're just looking for uh, some type of you know, sexy, uh, politically incorrect, um, controversial answer to you know what, what goes on in the world that might be more you know simpler than most people would think. So honestly, I would say that you know the part of region of the world that I come from, my family comes from, the Middle East. You know, us being you know ra- you know a Christian minority, a Catholic minority. This still was put upon kids all throughout the Middle East and especially within Iraq. Um, and, and what I'm talking about is anti-Semitic rhetoric. Now, there's a great – I mean not necessarily great. It will make you angry. It will disgust you. It will pull you to your core. It's called New Trends in Arab Anti-Semitism. It's on Vimeo and I recommend anybody watching it who don't believe that you know, in the Middle East right now currently it is the most anti-Semitic place in the world. And when I when I say that, I don't mean that kiddingly. I'm serious. They blame every single act ever in the world on either mostly Jewish people or the state of Israel, which to me is indifferent. You can hide your hide your anti-Semitism any way you want to, but honestly, it's disgusting. And, and the thing is, a lot of people in the West have continued to uh, to take this stuff and. The thing is about – and this is what I mean when I mention peoples, you know, uh, conspiracies being centered towards peoples, is this is, again, the low, some of the lowest forms of collectivism we've seen is grouping a, a, a people and blaming them for their problem. This is what happened in World War II in, Weimar, in the Weimar Republic. Antisemitism was, was ripe, ripe there, you know, ripe there because they blamed the issues that their government did and the government, you know, sought to go out and become imperialistic. They blamed it on the, you know, the Jewish minority there. And after that, you know, who came to power? Hitler. And did terrible things with these lies. Who used these lies to, uh, to convince, you know, people of horrible things. So, Conspiracy theories aren't, you know, some benign. I mean, yes, the alien stuff, the reptoids. I mean, that stuff is in in the sense of like not doing damage to other people. Yeah, it's benign. That is benign. If you believe that reptoids run the world, sure, that's benign in the sense that you're not causing any, you know, harm to anybody else. So you're free to choose to believe in something that there's no evidence to. You can watch David Icke and just be like, wow. You know, it's amazing. You know, but in reality, the guy's the guy's a kook, and most of the things he he drives from are just you know false things. I mean, look, talk about Zachariah Sitchin with aliens. You know, and the, the ancient aliens show that they, they popularized a lot of this crap. The, the honesty and, and a lot of what what Sitchin was talking about was you know uh, my ancestors' language. You know, the Sumerians and Assyrians; those are my ancestors' language. And a big thing, a funny thing they don't mention is that. All his, you know, translation is all incorrect. No one will say that. But people who study it, and I'm not a scholar of it, but I've talked to at least one, um, and there's a ton on YouTube and ton on the internet that have actual pages dedicated to debunking Zachariah Sitchin. I think one of them is called "Why Zachariah Sitchin Is Wrong." So I mean, that covers the alien stuff in my mind, because the the alien stuff is like, look, there can be, but most of the stuff is just. You know, you've seen it in TV, 
and you've seen it happen and weird things are going on and you want to put an explanation on the chaos. And, you know, what? back to Alan Moore's quote, you know, the world, the world is, uh, is rudderless. You know, and nobody's in control. And in the sense, he's right, meaning that there is no, you know, omnipresent, omnipotent, quote unquote, power, like actively did, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about God here. I'm just talking about there's no conspiratorial or there's no um, person in the world, no living person in the world that is moving the, you know, the chess pieces around and creating all this stuff. A lot of this is just, you know, spontaneous. And a lot of this isn't spontaneous. A lot of it is planned, but at the same time, um, in the world, you know, big movements have been created by small groups of intellectuals. That's true. You know, people, and what do people like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, look, the United States of America is an example. Small groups of intellectuals came together, bringing the ideas of the Enlightenment, bringing the ideas of, um, you know, Greek philosophy and um, understanding of uh, what needs to be done to maximize freedom of the, of, of the individual citizen. You know, those people, quote unquote, conspired against the British government. Yeah, they did. Thank God. <laughs> That's why we're here in America. But, you know, the thing is people can look at conspiracies like that, which was a conspiracy, and then go and create horrible lies. I mean, and horrible things that will tarnish, you know, um, relations between people, tarnish relations. I mean, the, the, the work that's being done by the media and by a lot of religious institutions in the Middle East that have media presence, the damage being done between Arab Jewish uh, Muslim Jewish relations, primarily because this media is being fed to the children. Um, they they teach them about horrible, terrible things. I mean, I I don't want to even talk about these things because they just get me so angry and so riled up because it's so wrong and so evil. And the thing is, is you know that's all conspiracy theories. And the reason I I don't want to focus on the funny ones like you know flat Earth and aliens and all this stuff and reptoids. I mean, I want to talk about it, sure, but it's not important. It's just not that's not important because that's not what makes conspiracy theories toxic. That's what makes conspiracy theories fun for people, right? Some people will just do it just to be fun. It's fun. Oh, I'm looking for you know aliens here and there, and oh wow, this. this. But you know the people who think the government's out to get them in every single possible way. There's no evidence to that. There is no evidence. I mean, yes, the government does horrible, terrible things. Yes, of course. I mean, uh, 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 you know, criminal uh, criminal justice needs to be reformed in a lot of ways. Police, uh, civilian interactions need to be reformed in a lot of different ways. Yes, there's a lot of things that the state does that you know violates our rights. I'm not I'm not denying that. But what I am what I'm not what I am you know talking against is that there is no quote unquote the government they whatever people want to say that are dictating and controlling um, how things are moving. I mean – and the thing is you, you look at that, right? And then you look at – I mean it gets me angry because I see – I've seen the, ne- the more negative effects of this stuff recently. I mean that video came into my uh, – you know, the, the video about uh, the new trends in Arab anti-Semitism. That came into my peripheral not too long ago. I had no idea. I mean, I, I had no idea how bad it was. I knew it was bad, but I had no idea, you know, the conspiratorial nature behind it, right? Um, the um, the complete fabrication of stories and denying 
of horrible tragic events like the Holocaust and all these things that that is that is like it's happening in the Middle East every single day and nobody's talking about it. Nobody. And the thing is it's it's this 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 type of thinking is centered and based on conspiratorial thinking. It is a substructure of it. And I mean ultimately there needs to be a reevaluation from people that do engage with conspiracy theories. Now, when I say engage, I'm not necessarily, not necessarily saying you believe in them. I'm just saying you watch things, you read things from a conspiratorial lens or from a conspiratorial, you know, a person on YouTube or whatever. A lot of people get down that YouTube rabbit hole. Trust me, I was, I was there one time in my life that would just put you on this thing where you're just watching conspiracy video after conspiracy video and you don't know what to believe. And the thing is, I mean, uh, the thing is, is like a lot of this has to come down to to education in a lot of ways. I mean, a high education level increases the capacity for analytical thinking as well as the ability to detect you know nuances in arguments. Um, that would reduce you know the belief in conspiracy theories or the reason people would turn to that. And I'm not saying you have to necessarily get a college degree or anything like that. No. I'm saying understand arguments. Understand where people are coming from. Do research. Do research against your personal opinion first. Do that first. Then go and look at the stuff that you know is a confirmation bias and supplementing your, your own belief in what you're talking about. I mean there ha- it has to be – it has to be one way or the other. You can't just say – that you know, conspiracy theories are an answer for everything because it isn't. And there, ha- like I said, there has been conspiracies by uh, by individuals like Lee Harvey Os- Oswald to kill JFK, and all these, you know, and uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, all these different things. Sure, f- it's fine. I- I'm I'm totally fine with that. But we have to help people and help ourselves if we're going through, uh, you know just focusing on conspiracy theories all the time. We have to help each other get away from the negative because it's ultimately – it doesn't make you feel better. <laughs> like I'll tell you that. Like this doesn't make you feel better just because I know what's going on, man. And that's an ego thing too. Like when you're a conspiracy theorist and somebody's like, dude, you don't know, this is not right. And you're like, dude, I know what's going on, man. I know the truth. That is this like false moral um, and also intellectual um, – emotion that people get because they think they know the truth and that other people are quote unquote sleeping and you just need to get woke to understand you know uh, these conspiracies and that's not true either um that is a confirmation bias the confirmation bias that you are right because <laughs> you could be wrong about everything i could be wrong about everything i could be wrong what i'm talking about right now in a lot of ways but it, evidence has shown see evidence has shown that everything i'm saying right now in accordance with a lot of these conspiracy theories that are gross, you know, racist, um, just ridiculous. I mean, there's no evidence to any of these. So, and the thing is, like, people could throw me evidence, people could show me evidence, whatever. But at the end of the day, is it published by an actual, you know, scientific journal? And people are going to say, oh, the scientific journals are controlled by the government, man. It's like, well, look, you're just creating this continuous loop where everything that I will bring to you is either funded, controlled, blah, 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 by the government or by whatever group you you are, you know, categorizing as the main issue in the world, whatever you want to do, right? You will then say, oh, well, any of this evidence does not supplant my belief. 
you know, I've this this doesn't this has happened as you know in conspiracy theory arguments I've gotten into with people. I've also gotten into into this issue about evidence with um, people who are um, you know. Uh, more politically on the far left, like uh, I've, I've had a conversation with communists in the past where you know I would show evidence and they'd be like, oh, this, this is capitalist uh, propaganda. And then like you know, 20 minutes later, show me a CNN article. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> See, this is, this is what I mean that you know, conspiracy – conspiratorial thinking creates issues, creates problems. Primarily, it creates problems of – and the thing is like to believe in conspiracy theories – you're you're there, and at least, and, and again, I'm talking from my personal experience in the past. I was the, I was at the point of believing a lot of conspiracy theories, primarily because I had a low self esteem, and I didn't, I wasn't confident in my ability to learn things, and I wasn't confident in my ability to, you know, get involved into like deeper topics and deeper subjects that might challenge me, and I was worried about the challenge because I was like, well. If I fail at you know the challenge of trying to learn this, trying to understand this, then you know I I might be dumb or something like that. You know, people fear you know ignorance. You know, and the thing is, like, we all are dumb at a certain point in our life, and about different things. It doesn't mean I might be you know rock solid in a lot of things today. It doesn't mean I'm 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 going to be you know rock solid on a lot of things tomorrow. We that's the point of learning. Learning is not I learn something once. And then I just repeat it like, you know, I just preach it. No. And the thing is like, you know, this, this type of, um, this type of stuff has problems. Like, you know, other conspiracy theories that are toxic, right? I'm just going to bring a couple of these up that vaccines cause autism. Now, this is unfortunate primarily because there is no evidence towards this. And any evidence that states this doesn't really state Anything towards the effect of the benefits or the costs towards any of these studies, and and there isn't, there aren't actually, there aren't actually studies. They're just a lot of you know people writing different things and saying different things that. And the thing is, like people will believe this and not get their kids vaccinated. But question: Were you vaccinated? Because if you were, then excuse me, you have no reason not to vac- vaccinate your child. You were okay. You lived a good, healthy life because your parents were smart enough to vaccinate you. You know, it's not. It's not, you shouldn't punish your children for your for your for your uh, you know stupidity on a lot of this stuff. And I, honestly, I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be mean today, but a lot of this stuff makes me angry because you know you see rates of measles rising. You see different diseases at polio. These things that were were dis- disappeared from our society for the most part but people stop getting their kids vaccinated and then boom you know that and of course you should be very cognizant of what's inside everything that goes into into your body into your the body of the people you care about in terms of medication all this stuff read about the side effects understand that stuff you know ask doctors don't just you know go to conspiracy th- sites and say oh yeah and then it just you know confirms you're already and the thing is a lot of times people go to conspiracy theories because we're made are, you know, we're made to, to, to view and see threats before they happen in a lot of ways. And, you know, being in a conspiratorial mindset allows, you know, quote unquote, allows you to be ready to see the, you know, the gears being played behind us, you know, the puppets, the puppeteers behind, you know, playing the puppets. 
you know, and a lot of people will use this confirmation bias that, they, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, conspiratorial and I have this point of view. Thus, I know what's going on at all times. And the thing is, like, people will just read this and read that and then get convinced. Like, you know, another thing that's toxic is um, um, the conspiracy theory about, um, well, uh, QAnon, that, that whole conspiracy theory associated with a lot of Trump supporters and with Trump himself. Now, a lot of people believe that Q or whatever this character is, is either Trump or somebody close to him and he's trying to like um, break out uh, secret information. It's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous because when people look into it, like seriously look into it, most people find out that Q uh, from QAnon was created on 4chan by trolls. And trolls have been trolls on 4chan, especially on poll, have been creating these, um, con, you know, these fake conspiracy theories and these fake things to get people riled up and get agitated. It's like you know some Russian bot crap. Like seriously, it's 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 horrific. Um, a lot of the stuff they do, and uh, it's it's just ridiculous. Um, and with the QAnon thing, it started off as a 4chan thing, and then it, it found its way on the internet, and people just keep posting and posting and creating different things. And it's like a game of telephone. You know, somebody starts something, and somebody will continue it. And you know, people believe it because they see the chaos surrounding the presidency right now, and they want a way to explain it. They want a way to understand, like, like what's going on. Oh, this is just all part. You know, this he's playing 4D chess. You know, all this stuff. And it's like, no, it it really is as chaotic as it is. You know, and, and that's okay. Um, chaos does not necessarily mean violence in a lot of ways. Chaos means that there is uh, things going on in the world that are changing, that are, you know, moving at accelerating rates. But we need to gain the confidence, number one, the self-esteem, to be able to gain the knowledge, to look at the chaos and say, okay, look, what's in my code, what's in my control, what's not in my control? And that's another thing about conspiracy theorists. A lot of, I mean, this was me. I cared about things that I had no control about, no control about, right? You know, and a lot of these conspiracy theories um, both are on the left and on the right. It's not just a left or right thing. This is, goes across the aisles. I mean, right after uh, Trump got elected, uh, I think it was pulled by um, – I forgot who it was, but it's right after the election. 50 percent of Democrats said that the Russians hacked the actual election boxes and changed the you know the names. There is no evidence towards that. But it, you know, you will use the conspiracy theory to rile up your base to fight the perceived power at B, quote unquote. You use the conspiracy theory to rile up your base. That's that's what it does, and that's what the QAnon thing is, and that's what the Russia, you know, was hacking the actual election boxes. Now, yes, they employ bots, they employ all these things, did they try to get into the uh, Hillary Clinton's thing uh, server, did they talk, uh, did they, you know, did the 17, uh, you know, boards from our government come out and organizations from our government, government that came out and said they hacked, you know, certain things, whatever. That's all true, of course. But it doesn't mean they actually changed the votes and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like this was on the left uh, during – and this happens at every election. I mean when um, – Obama won. People made uh, people made up the idea that you know he was a Manchurian candidate, or you know, the most heinous of all is he was a secret Muslim or something like this. It's like, 
what what the hell are you guys talking about? And this is the problem, you know. And I think a, a political scientist said um, that you know conspiracy theories are quote unquote for the losers, and he he didn't mean losers like oh you're a loser. No, he means losers in terms of like for instance the election. I just mentioned that you know fifty percent of Democrats who lost the election believe that Russia was hacking actual election boxes. Now it's closer to the actual fact that they did hack a lot of different things. But you know, you could see that this is this is the conspiratorial angle coming in, and the same thing when with with the far far angles of the right, um, with Obama when he got elected, they believed all this crazy stuff, you know, and spe specifically our president was promoting the conspiracy theory. Our current president was promoting the conspiracy theory of birtherism and all this crazy stuff that there's absolutely no evidence towards, absolutely no evidence towards, and the honest truth and the honest fact about a lot of these things is. I mean, it's it, it, like I said, uh, the believing in aliens and all this stuff isn't necessarily bad in the sh you know in the in the in in the short term necessarily, but it's bad for the long term. I mean, there is a lot of terrible psychological effects that you know do do affect a lot of people. But the thing is about conspiracy theories, people will use conspiracy theories as a coping mechanism. You know. They, 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 they serve an important psychological function, you know, for people, you know, to, co to help cope with, with huge stressful events, you know, specifically a terrorist attack. And um, people use it as like a security blanket in a way. You know, people find a way to, to blame the anxiety on different groups and, you know, this results in conspiracy theories, you know. Randomness, you know, the thing about randomness, and uh, it's very threatening to a lot of people. Way more threatening than having a perceived enemy, because you can you can you can prepare for for an enemy in a lot of ways. You can prepare for a force. You can do that, but you can't prepare for randomness and coincidence and you know uh, all these things happening. Like, for instance, and this is ridiculous, but I'm mean, gonna have to say it. Because this is, a, you know, coincidental, but you know, there's a lot of you know flat earthers who believe there's a dome on on top of the earth, on top of the you know quote unquote the flat earth, and they believe that any time a meteorite falls, you know, onto Earth, that that is actually a, a piece of the dome breaking off. Now, and the funny thing is, a lot of that, a lot of the flat Earth stuff that I've noticed in recent time, a lot of it's connected to faith and to a lot of the things. You know, put in you know uh, people's you know uh, place with religion. A lot of people have said that it, it had brought them closer with their creator, or a lot of these things. Now, look, <laughs> um, that's just that's just great if you if you believe that. But again, that's you're you're using it as a coping mechanism. You're using it as a as a way to get closer to what you think is God or what you want to be as God. Now, even if you read the Bible, Noah—not you know, Noah, excuse me—Moses uh, talked about you know seeing the world in its round glory. I mean, that's that's somewhere I forgot. I think maybe somewhere in Exodus, um, talking about when God lifted him above the earth. But again, I'm not I'm not saying that's legitimate or anything. All I'm saying is that people who take a a literal approach to to religion need to look maybe further in their books to see that people for a long time in history believed the world was was, was a sphere. Um, but again, it's 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 harmful in the sense that. You will lose people because of this. You will lose friendships. You will lose relationships. 
yeah, you will lose uh, friendships and relationships primarily because, you know, people will just continue to look at you as somebody who, you know, is suspicious of everything and somebody who is paranoid because a lot of the time, at least everything I've been involved in in conspiratorial thinking, a lot of the time, it's mostly people who are very anxious and very nervous about the state of the world and don't really understand the world at all, though. It's like, oh, I'm going to criticize the world, but I've never under, never even bothered to understand it. Never bothered to read any history about it. I never bothered to to read uh, different books and of of philosophy on different things, like you know, read different books of faith to understand different things. A lot of people don't take the time to do that. Now, I haven't done my perfect job on that either. But the thing is, that's a goal. It's a constant goal we need to strive to to break ourselves from this coping mechanism. You know, and they, they, they appeal – conspiracy theories appeal to people's need because it makes you feel special, right? You feel unique because you have you, – you have the secret knowledge, right? You have it. You know, and, and, and with this knowledge, you can, you can break people out of their – out of their – you know, out of their worldview. And the thing is like conspiracy theories ultimately, you know, connect with people's worldviews. It's not just like, oh, I believe conspiracy theory – but everything else is non-conspiratorial. That's not true. Most people who are conspiratorial and have conspiracy theories believe everything is a conspiracy theory or everything is connected. There's always – everything has to be connected. You know, you've seen the boards with the red uh, yarn and being uh, put all over. They, it really – everything has to be connected. But a lot of psychologists have talked about you know, conspiracy theories and the appeal of them. And I mentioned confirmation bias, you know, and, and there's, you know, conspiracy theories thrive, thrive off these biases that we have. So first, you know, with confirmation bias, people it means that people's willingness to accept explanations that fit within their worldview that that's really easy. So if you are a little bit conspiratorial, so there's done studies on this. If you believe that you know uh, the government committed uh, 9/11, you're also on higher. Uh, higher chance to believe global warming is a hoax and also have a higher chance to believe vaccinations cause autism or some type of horrible disease on children. So that's what I mean by confirmation bias and that's why I say that a lot of people who are conspiratorial, it's not just one thing. It's pretty much everything because you already have this bias and then everything else is just confirming that belief. So you can't – and that's the problem. You have to look for evidence that is contrary to your personal belief because maybe you're wrong and maybe the evidence you've seen isn't correct and maybe their methodology is like, oh, I have a study. No, he has a study too. It's like, great. You guys have studies. But what's the methodology behind the studies? People will show studies to each other. Oh, I got a study here. But did you read about how they came to their findings? Did you actually go through the study and read the 46 to 50 pages of it? No, most people don't. And the thing is like if we're going to talk about studies, most people actually have to read the majority of it to understand what the, what the person's talking about because you know and, and the thing is a lot of time with studies and a lot of time with a lot of the stuff, you have to have a basic understanding of statistics to understand what what a lot of these scientists are saying in a lot of ways and how this works, you know, standard deviations and you know, medians and all this stuff. So I I I if any if if people are out there and trying, you know, Trying to going back and forth with others because of confirmation bias. One thing I can tell you is, you know, learn a little bit about statistics. Go on YouTube and just type in "teach me stats." It's great. You'll love it. You'll never, you'll never turn back because stats is it's just as valuable as math, if not more valuable. 
I know a lot of people are like math, huh? You know, but honestly, I, I expect most of the listeners here respect and love math, and I also I also expect most of the listeners, you know, to understand the importance of stats. But you know, I would say that statistics is the way to help understand a lot of the science and a lot of the studies out there. But another bias that we see within, you know, conspiratorial thinking is proportionality bias. And this means the inclination to believe that big events must have big causes. <laughs> and you see, this is a big fatal flaw in a lot of the conspiratorial um, assumptions. It's the belief that you know, just because something massive happened, there has to be an equally as big event to have caused it. Now, that's that's just a that's just a fallacy, and and this bias serves that that idea. And the thing is, these are biases ba on our brain. These are cognitive biases, right? These are these are things that 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 people all people have. You know, cognitive biases exist, and the thing is, like. If you're listening to me right now and you are a conspiracy you know, th uh, theorist and you do believe in conspiracy theories and you're having some discomfort to what I'm saying, it's because that's another type of cognitive uh, effect called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is you know, I'm saying something contrary to your personal belief. You might not be as you know, solid on your belief as you thought. Things are making you question. You get a little anxious, a little nervous. Then you double down. Um, or you change. You know, that's the thing about cognitive dissonance is like you have the choice. You can either change your mind and change your point of view towards something or you can just, you know, double down and just, you know, find things, you know, with your confirmation bias and just continue to go on. And, you know, one of the last psychological factors that, you know, uh, that, you know, that cognitive biases that appear is illusory, illusory um, pattern perception. This means, like, you know, uh, the tendency to see a casual relationship where there may not be any, and you know, or causal, excuse me, um, <laughs> casual causal. Um, but in all, in all honesty, these are, are some of the biases that we have currently that um, that currently are are out there that that contribute to conspiratorial thinking. Now, like I said, you know, as a consequence, you know, a lot of people that believe in conspiracy theories also have an equal belief in other conspiracy theories. But the thing is, is that, you know, this, this is all about fear. And I know I talked about the chaos in the world. I know I talked about, you know, that this is an effect. Conspiracy theories are an answer to the chaos. More importantly, and you know, to get a little bit deeper into what I'm what I'm trying to say tonight, um, look. In all honesty, when chaos happens in the world, when we can't you know make sense of a lot of different things, not only does it cause us you know confusion and all this stuff, but really it causes us fear. Okay, um, when nine eleven happened, a lot of people were fearful. A lot of people were fearful as, you know, it makes 100% sense. But, you know, they – people will use conspiracy theories to make them feel better but also as a way to cope with fear. And, you know, the good, the good thing I can tell you and the most important thing I can tell you is if something happens in the world, you know, you have to make an assumption and make it make – it, not assumption, make it make a judgment and say, well, look. 
is there a reason to be fearful because of, you know, for instance, right now, uh, Turkey's money is, is declining. Is there a reason for, you know, an American to be fearful of that? Not necessarily, but, you know, it might give you an idea of what's going on with some currencies in the world. That's it. So there's no reason to be, so you have to figure out what you should be fearful and what you should not be fearful about. But also, this also connects to what you are in control of and what you're not in control of. Because the things that you're not in control of and things, you can't change those things right now or maybe ever. So there's no reason to worry about it in a lot of ways. And this comes from, from a very stoic approach. Um, stoic the philosophy, not the you know modern definition. But there is a lot of – I do have a lot of understanding for a lot of the people who um, who, who view this way, who, who see things this way. And um, there is a lot of problems out there that that we face as as a country in the world, but there's no there's no initial reason to to jump to conspiracy theories as an answer to a lot of this stuff. And this is why I'm such a huge. That's why I always talk about reason. That's why I always talk about you know you know, the importance of critical thinking. That's why I had so many shows at the beginning, How to Disagree, Socratic Questioning and Critical Thinking. And that's why I, I like talking about that stuff because I there's no way that I feel like I could have done the show any any different way about, you know, talking about any of these topics without just giving you a basis of where I'm coming from. But ultimately, I think that those tools that I talked about, those tools that I, I hope you, uh, you know, apply. Like I've applied them in my life. You know, Socratic questioning. You know, um, critical thinking. You know, thinking. You know, you know, um, starting from first principles rather than you know starting from some perceived presupposition. Um, starting you know on axioms versus presuppositions. I think is much more um, effective, and primarily presuppositions about a person's you know own character. But again, a lot of people will hear me. And people who are conspiratorial will hear me and they'll say, oh, he's a shill. He's a shill. And the thing it's like maybe <laughs> you might think that and you're, you're inclined to think that. But honestly, there, there is a, a way out of this type of thinking because this thinking causes more anxiety. This thinking causes more depression and this thinking is not empowering. This is a self-defeating type of thinking. And the thing is like there is no hard true evidence. There's a lot of you know BS testimony. There's a few fake documents. There's a few you know fake doctored pictures and fake doctored uh, videos and all this other stuff. And you know you have people on 4chan creating crap and you have people on the internet. You know there's a lot of crap out there that's put on the internet. <laughs> and I know my show's on the internet, so <laughs> you can decide whether it's crap or not. I don't think so. But again, there is a lot of crap on the internet, and there's a lot of lies on the internet. And people make a lot, a lot, a lot of money from conspiracy theories. Look at Alex Jones and his, his studio. His studio is huge. The guy makes a lot of money with conspiracy theories. Now, granted, he might believe that crazy crap. But I can tell you for a fact that that is toxic, that the idea that conspiracy theories are the are – you know, being conspiratorial is the lens you should look at, the, you know, the type of lens you should have. And this is the problem with like – you know, having other types of lenses, like looking through things through a Freudian lens, like you know Sigmund Freud. Um, everything is everything in your life is wrong because of your because of your childhood and your parents. Like that's a Freudian you know way to look at life, 
oh, why is the world, you know, and why this part of the world is doing bad? You know, a Freudian would say, well, something must have happened in their child. You know, that's what a Freudian, you know, that's their lens. You know, and then another, you know, another lens, the Marxist lens. You know, everything is because of oppressor and oppressed. Everything is because of you know a proletariat and uh, the, the burgeoisie and the the idea that the capitalist class is responsible for all the suffering of uh, in the world and all the wars and all this stuff. It's just see again, that's a specific lens on the world. You know, and y- the thing is, like those things are you know having a Freudian or Marxist lens is great. You know, for for answering stuff, but it's not great for questioning things. Um, they give you answers. They might give you, but the thing is, the answers are, are wrong. The answers are not based in reality. And you know, there there is a huge problem right now with with the with the appeal of these conspiracy theories. You know, um, it's crazy. I mean, the measles diagnosis. Um, it's been spreading across America at unprecedented rates. I talked about it earlier. In 2017, there was 58 confirmed cases of the illness in Minnesota. It's the largest outbreak the state's seen in 30 years. <laughs> 30 years, and in California, in, in 08, there was a huge outbreak. You know, and it originated from a seven-year-old boy who'd not been vaccinated. Look, I mean, like, this stuff is dangerous. You are putting your child's life. I mean, this is what conspiracy theories do. You, I mean. Ultimately, at its worst, at its worst form, they put the life of yourself and the life of your child at risk. I mean, look at Minnesota: fifty-eight confirmed cases of measles because people decided not to get their kids vaccinated. Now, look, that's just ridiculous because most of those people are vaccinated themselves. So, you, I can't sit here and you can't deny and you can't just say, "Oh, you know, this isn't that and the fourth. It's like, look. There's, there's, there's consequences to, to belief in certain things. And the consequences ultimately, I mean, take it far enough to its logical extreme of conspiracy theories is, you know, people not wanting to talk to you or be friends with you because you're just, you know, everything is a conspiracy theory. Or at the, at the worst case, you know, or in another case, you become a racist and think everything is a conspiracy theory because of X people or Y people, you know, and then you become some type of, you know, crazy neo-Nazi. Um, and then, you know, all, you know and the last thing is you have people who look at the world and look at the chaos, doesn't un- don't understand the chaos and just try to go and say, well, oh, here's a conspiracy theory to supplement this. And the knowledge makes me feel like I, I have control over the situation now. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, need to take a look into themselves and kind of see why, why are the conspiracy, are conspiracy theories so comforting? Why are they... And comforting in the sense like they make you feel like you know what's going on so they allow you some type of control over the in control in your life or the in control in the world. You know, I mean there's a lot of things out there that are promoting this. You know, there's lies, there's propaganda, there's fake news and you know that's a huge challenge for our age specifically with, you know, with social media and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of – a ton of fake news spread through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram, of course. But the thing is, I, 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 you know, I always, you know, I'm on the side of freedom in a lot of ways. Yeah, there has to be a way that a lot of these, you know, corporations have to change certain things. So right now, YouTube, when you have a video promoted by, you know, or it's, it's by, you know, the Russian government, or the British government, they say, oh, this video has been published by the British government. And they also say for conspiracy videos and some things I've heard, they say this is a conspiracy theorist video and here is the actual article to the thing. 
That's great. If a corporation wants to do that, that's fantastic. That's not censoring. They're not doing any of this stuff. Cool. But the moment you know any of these conspiracy theories become harmful to people, spread lies, spread hate, um, spread you know violence, a lot of these things need to be looked at. You know, and you know when it comes to anti-vaxxers, um, like I said, they believe that the vaccinations are are largely ha- you know uh, are harmful, and that pharmaceutical companies are covering up the damage of these effects to. To, to profit. And again, you could see how this, this, this type of mentality uh, and this belief of, you know, of anti-vaccination, vaccination can be both on the left and the right. It, you know, there is, there is a, there is a Marxist critique in there that, you know, the profit over the, you know, over the, over the health of the uh, health of the people. But there's also a critique that, you know, the government's also helping to hide this too. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, um, Crazy, and when I say crazy, I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. But there's, I mean it in the way. I mean, I do mean it in a negative way. I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I have to be more accurate there. I mean crazy, like it's crazy to to decide for yourself and for your kid that you know they shouldn't get vaccinated and they should just go to school and infect a bunch of other people if they if they can you know perhaps get these things, you know. And I'm speaking as somebody who got a lot got my vaccinations and everything. I'm not sitting here you know just lying or whatever. And when I do have children in the future, I do plan to get vaccinations for them. Of course, you should want the best life for your kids. And most of the people, like I said, who are anti-vaxxers have vaccine have have, have been vaccinated themselves. So, you know, and that one makes me particularly angry because there is an actual effect, a physical effect, and many people can die from from this type of, uh, you know, conspiratorial thinking. And you know, like I said earlier, and I, and I mentioned earlier. Um, a lot of this stuff will continue to create issues and create problems, not only um, within a society, but between uh, ethnicities, between cultures. Like I talked about earlier, the anti-Semitism uh, and the you know the uh, you know uh, conspiracy, conspiratorial nature of it, spe- specifically, and I and I know there's a ton of it here in the West, 100, percent and as well. I mean the the elders of the Protocol of Zion, that crazy conspiracy theorist, uh, conspiracy uh, theorist paper that was put out by the Russian Tsar, you know, in the 1880s or something like that. Yeah, that that definitely helped, you know, promote anti-Semitism, of course, and it made its way to the Middle East. And and I talked about earlier that you know, right now, if you watch Middle Eastern television, you pretty much you're not going to miss anti-Semitic. You're going to have anti-Semitic remarks pretty much every day. And like I said, I'm going to be uh, – I talked about the show notes will be there and I, I will uh, put the video up so you guys could uh, check it out. It's called New Trends in Arab Anti-Semitism. And again, this is not a condemnation on people. This is a condemnation on a type of viewpoint. This is a condemnation on a type of mindset that is taught to children. I mean I asked my parents when you guys were growing up. Even though you know they're Christians and everything, and there isn't a religious component to the to the anger there, like there is currently right now, they were taught from a young age that you know, you know the uh, a lot of the traditional uh, you know anti-Semitic tropes. They were taught that they they heard it in the streets, they heard it in schools. Uh, kids used to talk. It was a big talk, and you know obviously at that time. There was wars that were going on uh, and there was a lot of confusion. But the thing is um, even there was a lot of propaganda. Like when uh, my, my father has talked to me when there was – when he was a child and there was a war with uh, with Israel and the Arab countries were fighting Israel. They lied and said, oh, yeah, we've won. We've made our way to Tel Aviv and all this BS. <laughs> In reality, they got their asses handed to them and they were marching back uh, through the desert to go back to their homes. And, and the reality is like 
people will lie to put and and create lies and create conspiracies to put their work, you know, to 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 rile up their base to fight against a perceived power or something like that. And we we as as people that care about you know individuals and care about uh, groups and minorities, uh, we need to make sure that these type this type of rhetoric does not continue. And when we see this rhetoric, we have to immediately stamp it out and immediately tell people they're wrong, so specifically anti-Semitic anti, anti rhetoric, specifically anti-Semitic rhetoric because the, the historical implications of what it caused in, in the world and what's happened in the world and what continues to happen today. And it's, it's not by design. It's not by you know, some crazy you know, uh, coincidence that conspiracy thinking and a lot of anti-Semitic rhetoric has a lot of connections. There is a lot of connections there, and you know these connections have been have been all over um, social media. They've been all all over all over the world through for years. I mean, um, even even people uh, who, and early in his career, um, Marx, Karl Marx, had uh, a lot of statements that were very conspiratorial um, on the Jewish population. And yes, many people will say, well, Marx himself was. Um, was Jewish and everything like that, but at the time he was never he was never raised as Jewish, never thought of himself as Jewish, and even wrote many anti-Semitic um, things towards him. You can just look at his uh, his uh, paper called uh, you know on the Jewish question, and that's uh, that's just showing you that this this is this is from this anti-Semitic stuff comes from both the right and both the left historically. This I mean, Ger- I mean Germany and especially Vienna was just ripe. With with anti-Semitism and that's and that conspiratorial like lens that this that the culture had at the time helped facilitate and help you know excuse and you know um, help excuse atrocities and that's what these things will do they they put an us against them and them is and they are you know quote unquote they are trying to destroy us and you know all this crazy crazy conspiratorial stuff you see it with the nazis right now and you know the alt right characters they quote unquote believe in a white genocide or any of this crazy shit it's it's unbelievable to me that you know and this is these are tropes from from you know previous you know nazi era tropes that are continuing to this day it's it's amazing that people haven't stamped out this type of rhetoric and ideology that creates such hatred and creates such lies and and it just it tarnishes um, relations between people and it, it destroys bridges not only burns them it, it incinerates the bridges because at that point there's no stepping back and that's the dangers of conspiracy theories it, it might start off as oh aliens are, are meeting with with Obama and Trump every once a week it might start off with something as benign and as, as, as ridiculous as that but ultimately, you go down a rabbit hole, and it's going to point you towards a group, a group of people that we that that live in in, in the world as you live in, and they're going to say this group, the government, or this or that or this, is responsible for all the pain and suffering and misery in the world, and this is why you should hate them. Anybody who tells you that is lying to you. Anybody who says like, "Oh, these problems in the world are happening because of this these people." We need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. See, this is the start of, and this is why I hate this crap because it's so collectivistic. It's so centered on the idea that we should judge and group people together and not look at individual circumstances, individual characteristics. This is why, you know, a lot of 
people who tend to be conspiracy theorists also have a lot of this hatred in their hearts. And whether it's for uh, whether it's for people that work in an institution like the government, or whether it's people from a different religion, or whether it's people from a different part of the world they don't look like them, or whether it's for immigrants, you know, people. You know, that's another conspiracy theory. Immigrants are taking our jobs. It's like, okay, wh- wh- where are you getting that from? Because as far as I've con- as far as I I'm concerned, I've looked. I'm an immigrant myself, but as far as I've looked, you know, full full disclosure. But as far as I've looked. 10 to 15 percent of jobs have been taken by immigration in, in America, about 10 to 15 percent at most. Like that's like the highest, highest estimate any economist has put up there. You want to know what's taking jobs more out, out of America? Automation. Automation because prices are being increased artificially. Prices of labor, prices of a lot of different things. Um, regulations cost a lot of – I mean especially business regulations. I'm not talking about environmental regulations mind you. Business regulations cost a lot um, in his, in histor- historically and have caused people to move their operations to another country. So there's no you know, quote-unquote conspiracy and you know, Mexico is not sending people over because they want to destroy our, our, our economic system or anything like that or our government. This is ridiculous. And you know, just to end you know, today's conversation, um, I, I think I've hit almost every relevant conspiracy theory today. <laughs> <laughs> and um i i just want to say that you know as somebody who used to be a conspiracy theorist and somebody that used to believe in a lot of this crap and used to believe that this is this is a way for me to make sense of the chaos in the world and this is a way for me to break it down and when i when i'm able to break it down i'm able to have control again and i'm not as afraid so I can make sense of the world now. I can make sense of all this stuff. Well, look, sometimes it's hard to make sense of things and sometimes nothing makes sense. And sometimes a lot of time, most of the time, a lot of things happen randomly. And what we need to understand is like, look, focus, focus on what's going on in your life right now. Your kids, your wife, your friends, your family, your mother, your father, anybody. Focus on them, right? F- focusing on conspiracy theories all day isn't going to make you closer with the people you love. It's going to push them away. Guarantee it. Trust me. It's happened to me in the past. Talking about conspiracy theories all the time and everything is a conspiracy isn't going to make you less paranoid and less anxiety, you know, less anxiety ridden. It's going to make you more of those things. And then on top of that, your depression will grow because all this stuff is by one evil cabal, blah, 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 Illuminati. It's not true. And the world is more random and more chaotic than we like to admit. And sometimes we need to admit that that's the situation in the world. And what we can do in our personal lives is what's most important. And that's it. So again, I want to thank you for listening and uh, I hope you guys take the message today pretty well. And I, I, I hope I didn't offend anybody. But if I did, I'm happy I did. Take care. Have a good one.